What's going on family? It is August 28th, 2019, and this is the relaunch edition of the Called Out Ones podcast. Let's get it. That was the Capital Kings remix of Everything by Toby Mac featuring Jonathan McReynolds. If you haven't heard it yet, please go check it out. Family, I'm really excited about this being the relaunch edition of the Called Out Ones podcast. Over the last few months, I've really been trying to find out what is my rhythm. What is the thing that's going to allow me to truly be consistent with this particular outlet? Um, I've been trying to figure out what's going to work for me. And sometimes um, when you're not able to do something, Uh, It doesn't mean for you to let it go. It means for you to find out a way, find your rhythm in order for you to be consistent. And that's what I had to do. And so I'm really excited uh, for the coming weeks and months because I have some great content that I'm going to be sharing with you guys. Amazing conversations with friends and and some people that I admire um, talking about their various uh, circles of influence and how they are keeping the faith, living the life and influencing the culture. And that's what Called Out Ones is all about. We are individuals that are influencing culture and 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 really uh doing big things for the kingdom of god beyond the four walls and i really want us to gauge that and get that perspective of how to be the church beyond the four walls and that's what being a called out one is you are a called out one wherever you are you have the opportunity to influence people wherever you may be and so today we're kicking things off with an amazing conversation that i had with a friend of mine. We've been friends for over 10 years, but I'm not going to talk too much about it. I just want you to get into it. So here it is. I'm here today with an amazing guest, a friend of mine. Um, I've known her for over 10 years. It makes me feel so old, but she's a really, really great individual. Um, Had the opportunity to work on some projects uh, in our younger years um, with her, um, met her Winston-Salem State University. She is an amazing author, singer. I mean, singer. I should say singer. Um, I mean, she does it all, and I just really am excited about um, today's podcast episode because I'm welcoming Miss Charmaine Williams, aka C Murder. What's going on, Charmaine? What's up? What's up? What's up? C Murder. <laughs> <laughs> I had to put that out there. I had to put that out there. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, okay. so how you feeling? I'm feeling good. How you doing? I'm, I'm doing feeling great. very, very good. I really am. This is one of the good days. Thank you for saying yes. 
to. Yeah. Well, I really didn't ask you though. I really didn't ask you. You did not. You did not <laughs> ask me. I told me. you that you were going to be doing my podcast, and uh, I'm just so glad that you didn't oppose. Um, but for the people that are out there, um, and I know some of the people that will be listening to this um, may know who you are. But for those that come across this and don't know who you are, could you tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, and things of that nature? Yeah, um, so I am Charmaine Williams. I am a teacher, actually an um, English language arts teacher by day. I'm the author of Confessions of a Broken Church Girl, um, which came out almost two years ago, October 2017. God, that was, oh man. Um, I'm a singer, I'm a writer, um, uh, you know, a mentor. I'm an event planner, always planning things. Um, a creative, uh, a creative. If I could just, I hate saying it words because everybody says it now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I create events and I do things um, for people. I'm a giver too. I'd like to say that's a part of me. I'm a giver. So a lot of the things that I create, or a lot of things that I come up with, or that the Lord gives me, it is to give back. So that's a part of who I am too. That's yeah, awesome. I'm a daughter, I'm my auntie, all those things. Awesome, awesome. And a great friend, a really great friend. And one thing I, I love yeah. about you is that you always, um, in some form or fashion, you're, you're kind of highlighting what your friends are doing. You're highlighting um, and connected to so many amazing people. But um, you mentioned your book, and I really want to talk about that. Um, tell us okay. a little bit about the book, where it came from, how it came about Okay, so um, for those who don't know, I grew up in the church. In fact, my father um, taught his initial sermon about two days after I was born, and I was there. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> yeah, so my mom had me, and two days later, we were in a service, and my dad was giving his initial sermon. So I've literally grown up in the pew. Um right. So, you know, of course, I've seen a lot, and it's not so much about the scandal part, because a lot of people, or some PKs who grow up in church, they see the scandal as it relates to their parents or, right. you know, things with their, you know, people in the congregation, but that wasn't, that's not my story. Uh, my family, my parents, what you see is what you get. What they preach about, they live it. I'm not telling no lies. They're exactly who they are. And even back to you know, their spiritual parents, which is my grandfather, Apostle Paul, and um, Mother Katie Thomas. Everybody was very um, serious about their walk with God. But in that, um, it brought a lot of pressure on me. It didn't necessarily come from my family. It came from other people. Yeah. Um, and in that, I was, you know, I got a little broken. And so I was not a little bit, of, a lot of broken. And then on the flip side, some of it was just my own rebellion. So a lot of things that I experienced, I didn't necessarily have to, but anybody who knows me knows I like going against the grain. I want to see for myself. Um, yeah, you can tell me it's going to burn me, but I'm like, how bad is it going to burn? It's going to be like a first-degree burn or a third-degree burn. <laughs> and I probably, you know, I could probably take a first-degree burn. You know, I got to see everything for myself. Right. So yeah. in that, I experienced a lot of things in life unnecessarily and some things that were not my fault. Yeah. Um and I talk about those things in the book. I talk about um, being sexually abused as a girl, as a young girl, um, even with very protective parents. Um, I talk about my 
issues with alcohol and drugs and, um, you know, wanting to be accepted, uh, very mean-spirited. I talk about all those things in my book. As a church girl, and I could still, and I did all those things, but I could still stand up in a service and sing and people falling out everywhere. And I'm just looking like, nobody's discerning that I'm like so broken inside. Like y'all, y'all not singing past me singing hard for y'all that I'm really wow. hurting. Wow. So for me, Confessions is me talking about those moments, talking about um, things that really jacked me up, but it also helped me see a real God, a powerful God, and a God that's loving and caring. And I just go through my whole journey of figuring out who God is to me and not, you know, the one that I grew up with in the pews. That's actually what Confessions is about. Wow, wow, wow. One thing that I love about the book is um, the title itself. Um, confessions um, of a broken church girl, but the confessions part sticks out to me because I feel as if there are so many people that are sitting in pews holding on to things because I think like that's what a confession is. Like it's at that point where you're like, okay, let me release this. Um, yeah. What would you say to those people that are currently holding on to some stuff <laughs> and they have not gotten to that place where it's like, um, they're ready to release it. I mean, how do you even begin to even <laughs> speak to those individuals? I would say you have to accept it. Yeah. Um, self-awareness is a big thing. It, it's huge. And if you can accept, yes, these things happen to me. Yes, this is who I am, even though I don't really like who I am right now. But I'm going to accept this for right. now. Yeah. I'm not going to think about where I want to be or who I'm supposed to be or how it's supposed to look or even the road in which I got to take to get where I think I'm supposed to be at. I have to accept where I am right now. When I yeah. accept where I am right now, then yeah. I can accept that, oh, man, God accepts me as I am right now. I'm no more saved today than I'm going to be tomorrow than I am right now. That's so good. if I can accept who I am right now, God will give you the grace, you know, to journey through who, who, whatever you feel like you're supposed to be or what you're supposed yeah. to look like. But yeah. you got to accept it first. Like, that's the, and that's the hardest thing. We lie to ourselves more than we lie to other people. Say that we again. lie to ourselves. <laughs> we do. We, I mean, we tell bold-faced lies. We really I'm do. Good. I'm yeah. good. I'm delivered. I'm straight. Wow. Ain't nothing wow. wrong with me. I got it together. I'm victorious. I'm living abundant life. You a whole lie. No, you're not. <laughs> That's like, you're not. For real. Like, you're not. And I think that that was, like, a turning point for me when I was able to say, like, girl, you are so jacked up. Yeah. You're trying to act like you're so whole because you're going to all these events. People are asking you to come here. You're doing this. You're doing that. But you are not well. You're not well. And I didn't want to I didn't want to accept that. But I'm telling you, the moment that people accept that, then they can let it go. It changes everything. Accept it, changes it, everything. it changes everything. Yeah. And and with that being said, do you feel as if um and I know everybody has their different church experiences, but do you feel yeah. as if um that there are a lot of um churches that unconsciously put pressure on people to perform 
and cover up the things that they're actually, you know, experiencing in life. God, yes, absolutely. Um, whether they do it intentionally or unintentionally, it happens. It comes yeah. across pulpits every Sunday. It happens yeah. in small groups. It happens in prayer meetings. Um, it happens everywhere. And some people, they do it, they're not really conscious of what they're saying. Um, yeah. I talk about toxic theology uh, a little bit in my book. Because a lot of times, you know, they, they teach us things because they were taught that thing, but it's not like the most wholesome thing that we need to hear. Um, right. I honestly believe we would see a greater revival in our churches and everywhere. People are more authentic about what their right. journey really looks like right. or the things that they're struggling with, not even about the journey, but what they're struggling with right now. I think one of the dopest um, sermons that I've seen um, with Pastor Mike Todd, no plug here, but I'm just saying he's very <laughs> transparent. He's just very transparent about what he is. Um, and I think that that his success can be attributed to that. But a lot of churches, you know, they're not, they're not really open with that because it's like, oh, you telling everybody your business and you only want to let, let certain people know that. And I get it about discussion. There are some things you can't share with everyone. But right. you also don't need to, like, perpetuate that I got it all together and I'm good. Like, no. Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> you got a lot of pride. You know what I'm saying? That's pride. It's not trying to be secretive or trying to be discreet. It's you being prideful, which is a sin. I'm just like, you can't, um, you can't expect for people to truly be free or be liberated if our leaders aren't liberated, if our the people that we look up to in the kingdom of God, if they aren't liberated, if they are struggling with things internally so much, I'm thinking about pastors and leaders who are committing suicide. Yes. Why? Yes, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, what is that? It's because we created a culture that those who are in leadership, they have to look a certain way. They have yeah. to speak a certain yeah. way. They yeah. have to be built a certain way. And that's too much pressure for anybody. Right. So, yeah, I, I do feel like um, you know, we don't give people the space to be human. That's the greatest thing that I love about Jesus' ministry. He honored people's humanity. He right. saw exactly who they were. He accepted their humanity. Did he condone it? No. Mm -hmm. That's not what I'm saying. But he accepted it for what it was, and he honored them in that. If we can get back to just be like Jesus, what would Jesus do, and not just wear it on a bracelet or a shirt, like, if we actually lived out what Jesus did, oh, my God. Oh, my yeah. God. We All the changes and the snotting and the praise breaks that we are going gung-ho for, we would not even have to do all of that. And it has its place where people would feel and see real transformation if we just wow. did that. Wow. I, I totally agree. I totally agree. You know, even when we see Jesus, you know, beginning his ministry and then he transitions and begins to start picking the 12 out, it's like he met them where they were. Like he clucked them right yeah. where they were. And yeah. I love that. And it makes me think about it, though. Um, and you said something that is so important that, um, you know, you said uh, the authenticity of some people, you know, like you said, uh, Mike, Mike Todd, who I absolutely love as well. Um, yes. It's authentic, and I think that's why a lot of people are, are beginning to, you know, um, listen more to the Word of God through his ministry. But yeah. I believe that that's the thing 
um, that is keeping so many uh, millennials um, and Generation Z, um, the generation after millennials, from the church. Because I've been reading statistics, man. And um, statistics saying saying that, uh, you know, going into the next generation, they're not going to be going to church. They're not going to be a part Mm -mm. of, um, you know, uh, I'm going to use this term. I don't like to use it. You know me. uh, Of religion, you know, which. Yeah. But um, it's it's saying that, you know, millennials and the generation after are going to be disconnected from any type of. Uh, faith and so do you believe that that's the reason why because of the lack of authenticity it's so that's such a loaded question but yes in part i do think um it's a lack of authenticity it's a lack of being afraid of of, yeah it's a lack of being yeah absolutely um and and even with authenticity we also yearn for relationships. Yeah. Whereas in like old school church, I hate using that term too because I like a little bit of both. I'm actually like, I like a balance. I feel like there should be like a healthy balance of old school principles and with like new school. I I wish there was like this beautiful blend of both. But you know, most old school people, they want to hold on to their thing. New school, we're like, uh, no, don't want to do that. Been there, done that, good. (laughs) No. Um, but I feel like both of them have their their pros and their cons. With the old school relationship, and I have this um, discussion with my parents all the time because they're part of that kind of old school, even though they're moving progressively. Um, I talk to them and some of their peers who we would um, put in, like, that old school thing. And their argument is, oh, millennials and, you know, the new kids coming up, they don't want accountability. I was like, no, nah, that's not it. I said, y'all look at accountability as doing what I say because I said it because I'm a pastor. It's supposed to do it. That's not true accountability. You cannot give, um, you cannot expect to receive accountability where you have not um, fostered relationships. I am more apt to be accountable to you if we've had conversations other than you rebuking me. If we've gone uh, to dinner and just talked about life, we're not talking about ministry things. Well, you walk with me through some type of life experience. You and I, I said, you know, it's harder for y'all to accept that because you still have this, uh, uh, what do I want to say? Now, I don't want to call it a facade. You have this thing where because you're in authority, you can't show any holes in your armor. Yeah. You can't show that you have any type of weakness. And so because of that, we don't want a relationship with you because we look like, we look like, oh, there's no way I can live up to that standard. Right. So I would much rather not even be around it because it's not authentic. We know it's not real because we have flaws. That's where the authenticity is missing. They're not willing to show any holes in their armor. So we're like, okay, we're just going to go over here and y'all can stay over there. And then it, it's just the divide. So until both parties are willing to be a little bit more open and honest with each other about what we need and what we expect, then right. yeah, it's going to be on a constant decline. Yeah. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And, you know, it, it's, and I think you hit the nail on the head. You know, it has to be that mix of, um, and, you know, <laughs> you and I have the same feeling towards terms, um, but it has to be that mix between, you know, that old school and that new school. And I feel like understanding is the biggest thing. Um, understand, yeah. 
like how um, each generation receives, how each generation understands, how each generation um, moves and, and things of that nature. I think that's the that's the biggest point. Um, but some of the stuff that we're talking about um, here on the podcast um, on today is actually some of the topics that's going to be kind of discussed at your conference, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I see. Yeah. I see. Um, <laughs> well, I don't want to take your <laughs> Tell me a little bit about the conference because I was about to. I was about to go into it, but tell me a little bit about the conference. No, no, no. Wait, listen. What did we say? We can go. We can go into. It. You're my friend, so we can go into. It. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, but I, I want to know. Like, so I'm seeing some of the sessions. Um, uh, there's a session on. Um, well, I don't know if it's a, a session on therapy per se, but there's going to be a session. Yeah. With and yeah. I'm like, these are some of the things because we were talking about uh, this few minutes, few minutes ago about um, hiding behind things. And yeah. I feel like, you know, um, mental health uh, within this year and last year had become like a trendy uh, topic. But when the trend and the wave has sailed, you know, gone away. Uh, we still need these conversations. And so that's right. one topic per se. But tell me about the conference because it's the State of the Family Conference Uncovering Hard Truths. That's, that right there is like, wait a minute, what are we going to be talking about? <laughs> okay, so when you think of like a state um, or some type of address, it's just like to really assess and to talk about what's really going on in our family. Um, I've had so many conversations with friends, families, looking at different stories on, you know, social media, and it seems like there were fires everywhere in regards to our family. Uh, Mothers not talking to daughters and sons, Um, you know, um, sisters and brothers at odds. Um, I've even heard stories of pastors not talking to their children for three or four years, and I'm like, okay, what? Okay. I was like, okay. And even in my own family, um, and I've talked about it, you know, on live, you know, a lot of people look at my family as a Huxtable in our hometown, um, but it's like, we weren't perfect. We had a lot of things um, that were not uh, healthy, and so it took it took a lot of courage and bravery for us, you know, to talk about those things that weren't working for us as a family. Um, I believe, and we see it, you know, that's one of the greatest institutions that God created was our was family. And I think that's the reason why, you know, um, the enemy fights against family so much because it's a beautiful thing when families can honor each other and love each other and strengthen each other. And so that's why I say that a family is here is to bring restoration to families is to create a space and an environment where families can be transformed, you know, forgiveness and wholeness and love and honor and mercy and grace, all those things that we are quick to give to strangers or quick to give to people we don't really know. But we are holding back a little bit sometimes with our own family because of grief or or things that we, you know, haven't really fully forgiven. And, you know, as I was planning and as things are happening as the week progressed, God has shown me so many things in my own heart, things that people that I need to forgive in my family, that wow. I need to let that offenses that I need to let go. And so I was like, 
he said that to me the other day. He's like, he's like, you got to be a first partaker in this thing that you're doing. I was like, well, I did so much. Look at all the stuff I did. He's like, nah, <laughs> nah. Look at right. Yeah, okay, that's cool. But look at this. You didn't want. You didn't want to acknowledge this. You got to register for your own comfort, huh? I got to register for my own comfort. <laughs> <laughs> I got. I got to sign up. Okay. So I was just like. I I don't want to I don't even want people who are going to come and feel like oh her and her family have it all together now no we do not okay um, and you will be able you will see that my mom is a keynote speaker my father is going to be there as a panelist and doing a very special prayer for families on that Friday night so yeah my whole family is involved in everybody that I consider family or whether it's a cousin or a friend that I've been friends with for a long time they are all helping me put this together I was a very intentional about trying not to use, like, I would say, outside people or strangers, per se. I was like, everybody that I that's involved, I'm going to use my family because our family has so many talent and gifts, and sometimes we won't even look at them. Oh, that's just my cousin Keisha or that's my cousin Ashley. We try, you know, we overlook our family sometimes where it's just like, no, nah, she's gifted in this area. Why not I just hit up my cousin? So let me give you, I just took a whole little turn. But anyway, set of the family is that. It's for families to come. Um, you're going to have some hard conversations. Um, there's even a portion for the children on Charmaine's Corner. That's like my favorite thing in the world to be. I love my nieces and my nephews so much, more than I love their parents. And, <laughs> uh. and um, I wanted to, because I am an educator, I wanted the children to learn the exact same tools, practical tools, the same things that their parents are learning on an adult you know, um, you know, the adult side, the children will be learning the exact same thing on a level that is, like, conducive for them. So, and then, you know, we'll come back and we have those moments where we'll talk and be, um, be brief with our family. So it's not going to be, like, the normal church service conference thing. Yeah. It's going to be very unconventional, um, even down to worship. Um, I have my brother, my best friend, a lot of people know this already, Stanley Johnson is there. You know, we have conversations. I was like, I don't want it to be the normal thing. Nothing about this. I want it to be normal. I want everything to be out the box. So I want people to come expecting different, but more than anything, I want them to expect that God is going to meet them there and God is going to, you know, fix some things in their families as a result of them standing for it. So. I'm so, that, so, so excited. That, that is so awesome. And I feel like it's, it's great timing because I feel right now in this climate, um, people believe the family unit, unit is non-existent. Um, yeah. And, you know, it's, it's so much that goes into that. And, and I completely understand what you're saying in regards to um, just uh, people looking at your family and, and believing, oh, man, they're like this picture-perfect family but when you are transparent you help so many people and I'm really grateful for a conference like this that is focused um, on uh, restoring and uncovering truths um, to restore the family unit yes. uh, tell us, tell okay. us when the dates are and where it's going to be okay it is going to be September 13th through the 14th uh, God of Deliverance Ministry 501 Tarboro Road in our Tarbo Street in Rocky Mountain, North Carolina, where the pastor is Apostle Kenneth and Pastor Janice Anderson, who is like an uncle and an auntie to me. Um, he's like, yeah, of course you can have the conversation. Let's do it. So, yeah, um, Rocky Mountain, surrounding areas, Goldsboro, Greenville, Wilson, uh, Wiley, all those areas, come on down. It's free. 
uh, register and come have a good time. We're going to start right at 7 o'clock. I would suggest coming a little bit early. Um, we're going to start right y'all at 7. Y'all heard that. You said, um, you said it was free, y'all. Said it was free. It's free. So. You don't have to pay nothing. And listen, <laughs> on that Saturday, it's going to start at 10 o'clock. Um, we're going to start with another session with the therapist. And then we're going to have like an amazing distinguished um, panelist of people to come and talk about and the great thing I want to talk about this for a second. The great thing about the panelists is they all represent some type of family. I don't want people to think, oh, it's just for, you know, people who are married or just for people with kids. It's not. Um, it's for people who've been divorced, widowed, um, married, remarried, um, <clears throat> single dads. Um, I mean, you name it, there's somebody in that panel that kind of represents that blended family. Um, so I don't want people to think, oh, it's just in one little type of construct. No, I was very intentional wanting everybody to feel, because everybody's family doesn't look the same. It doesn't. Um, some people, they have children outside of their marriage, or they have children, you know, whatever. It doesn't matter. Everybody's family is different, so I wanted to make sure every type of family was represented. And then... After we have our um, panel discussion, there's going to be a free family brunch. And y'all, <clears throat> it's food. <laughs> it's food. I'm so excited. I think I'm more excited. Oh, than so oh man. But listen, we're going to have a good time. It's going to be music, good food, and look, it's all free. I just want you to come and have a good time. That's it. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, so tell us, uh, you said uh, they can go. How did they register? Oh, so you guys can go to www.alwayscharmaine.com. As soon as you click on that, um, you'll see free registration a couple times throughout it, and you'll be able to see who the panelists are, who the keynote speakers. You'll be able to see the schedule of events. You'll be able to see all of those things um, up there. Like, again, the keynote is my mother's Pastor Mary Williams. I'm so excited about that. Um, yeah, you'll be able to see everybody who will be there and it's going to be great you do not want to miss it this is not a shameless plug i'm telling you you don't want to miss it awesome awesome um tell us how they can also get the book and don't you have another book coming out this one sure oh yeah i do have another book coming this year um and you can get the book at the same place um alwayscharmaine.com is also available on amazon um dot com confessions of a book and church girl and yes i do have another book um, coming out this year, so That's the awesome. girl is busy. The girl is busy. Okay? <laughs> well, Charmaine, thank you, thank you, first and foremost, and you are busy. Yeah. You are busy, but that's a good thing. Um, you know, yeah. years and years ago, um, I don't even want to say how many years ago, but um, we I, oh man, oh my god, we <laughs> old. <laughs> I just, um, I don't know, I've just seen so much growth. I've seen. Um, just from the beginning that, you know, there was something, you know, amazing that was going to be birthed out of you. And so I'm really, really excited. You know what? You, I'm going to tell your listeners, you have definitely pushed me in ways I do not want to be pushed. Always popping up when I'm fucking guessing stuff. And you've been an amazing friend. And I just thank you for that. Because, yeah, you're right. We talked about a lot of this stuff years and years ago. And I think it's just so bomb. To see how everything is just manifesting itself. So yeah, thank you for being a great friend. Thank you for pushing me. Thank you for telling me I'm going to do this podcast and I have a choice. So yeah, 
I'm, hey, I'm, you know, you. it's re- it's you. recorded, and it's going to be out there for the world now, so you can't take that back, <laughs> what you just said. So. <laughs> I can't. I can't. It's the truth. I ain't going to take it back. It's the truth. Before we go, um, give them, um, give everyone your Instagram, social media information. Okay, so um, you can follow me on Instagram at always Charmaine, um, little underscore always Charmaine, or you can add me on Facebook at um, Charmaine Williams. I am also on Twitter at alwayclw. So those are all my places, always Charmaine, because regardless of anything, I'm going to always be Charmaine, period. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd like to end the podcast by asking this deep question. And um, you answer it however you want to answer it. But the question is, when it's all said and done, what do you want it to be said about your life? He loved Todd. Wow. I like that. I like that. I like that. He loved Todd. Yep. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. Plain Thank and simple. you again, man. Be murder. I appreciate you so much. Um, y'all don't call her Be murder. That's my name. Do not call me that. I would not answer. <laughs> Thank you so much for taking the time out um, to do this. And, and I know that the conversation will definitely be beneficial to a lot of people. Truly appreciate y'all. Y'all go over, check out this conference, register today, get that free food and that free information. I'm telling you, it's going to be a blessing to your life and your family. Um, until next time, remember, we are the called out ones. All right, peace.